0: tuesday january 23rd 2024 trump brings out new avengers last night we were live for all of it feeling the energy we will recap what's going on and the incredible horse race for donald trump's vp slot donald trump has now reversed course on one of his biggest statements about the vice presidency and why is it so important ladies and gentlemen New report says that Biden knows Vice President Kamala Harris is not up to the job, and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring you all of the newest information from New Hampshire as it happens. We have multiple producers monitoring multiple feeds, and there is breaking news happening right now. Marjorie Taylor Greene will join our program from New Hampshire, from the primary, and will be live tonight. Now, we are not in New Hampshire. We went to Iowa. That was enough cold for this Florida boy right now. (laughs) That's enough cold for our team. Our Rolls Royce is still defrosting. Uh, from our trip to Iowa, and so, ladies and gentlemen, we will be skipping uh, New Hampshire uh, for going there on the ground, but we will get you live coverage and also, again, bring you one of Trump's best surrogates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, from the great state of New Hampshire. When we got back from Iowa, we were like, man, we are feeling rough right now. Very glad that we use the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company is a company that makes sure that we have the medications at hand for some of the many and interesting things that do come down the road when you're traveling a lot, or when you're just like hanging out from everything from a tick bite to COVID to the newest bioweapon manufactured in Chinese lab by rat doctor, Dr. Fauci. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is all you need for life-saving medications, emergency antibiotics, Z-Pak, and more. A helpful guidebook will help you know what to use and when, authored by Dr. Peter McCullough, a friend of this show and an awesome dude. To order, just go to twc.health slash Benny. That's twc.health slash Benny and enter the code Benny for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, the vice presidency, how do we And why do we obsess so very much about who Donald Trump's pick is for the vice presidency? Why are we following the tea leaves so very closely? We're not doing that. We're not like doing a massive like war room breakdown of every single thing that Donald Trump says on Iranian policy or on what he would do with China or the border, although we kind of know those things, right? The Chinese stock market is in complete collapse. (laughs) As Donald Trump, the assuredness of Donald Trump's ascent to power uh, becomes more solidified. The Chinese stock market goes like they are inverse. Why does that happen? So curious. Hmm. It's almost like one president has been bought and sold at auction by China And one president actually knows how to deal with the Chinese and how to ensure that America is dominant economically moving forward. And that these uh, people who steal our intellectual property and who are dirty communists um, and who create bioweapons literally to release upon the earth um, that they, with the help of Dr. Fauci, that these people like, you know, don't get taken seriously and actually are punished for their evils. Anyway, I digress. We are not doing hour-long shows focusing on uh, China policy for the next Trump administration. Maybe we should, and maybe we will in the future. But we are reading and publishing every single time that Donald Trump or his campaign talks about the vice presidency for a single reason. Donald Trump is unique in American presidential history. Since the constitutional amendment was passed, that presidents can only serve one term, uh, brought about by FDRs, four terms as president, we n- have never seen a president run for office, serve a term, and then run again and serve another term. Donald Trump pulls off that fee. He'll be the first president to ever be a, you know, 45 and 47, right? For one term presidencies. Teddy Roosevelt famously uh, became president after an assassination and then ran again for president with a totally different party. But you're talking hundreds of years, you know, 100 plus years ago for that to happen. And so Donald Trump has this very unique position in history, obviously, where he will be limited to one term. Uh, I have have full faith that we are on the path to victory. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I think that we are doing the work and Democrats are just like, are so abhorrent and so banal, so evil and so disliked, so disreputable and repugnant that I believe that we actually will win by 300 plus electoral votes. And I believe that in my heart of hearts in November from my mouth to God's ears. But why we focus on the vice presidency is because Donald Trump will only serve a term. And that term will really be heavily handed by the vice president because that will be the person who carries the torch forward of America first. The person who will grab the baton, carry the flame, hold the gauntlet of our movement, will be the vice president. And so that person, that selection is hugely important. Also, it can, of course, uh, help in your electoral victory and can bring about very good things for your campaign. If you choose the right vice president, it can energize your campaign. It could um, also be horrible if you choose the wrong vice president. We're gonna cover Kamala Harris. There's a new breaking book out about Kamala Harris with an inside report of how Kamala Harris has like been backstabbing the White House and mid-shivving Joe Biden, and how they just loathe each other. They just hate each other, right? And that is a you know match made in hell. The two of those, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I mean, it literally is like uh, Barack Obama, you know, shoving his Barbie dolls together. It, they they hate each other. Imagine having a vice president that straight up called you a dirty, vicious racist. ALX, Alex, later in the show, can we pull that clip? Kamala Harris calling Joe Biden a racist. On the debate stage, we don't talk about it enough. Kamala Harris went on the debate stage and was like, "Joe Biden, he's racist," and told the whole world that. And then Joe Biden is forced in a humiliation practice to go, you know, smooch Kamala Harris for the ticket. Obviously, because uh, because you needed your diversity, equity, and inclusion on that ticket with Joe Biden, one of the whitest and most racist, m- creepiest, m- most awful, diseased, cobwebbed individuals to ever disgrace the White House. And so, again, the choice for vice presidency is incredibly important. The reason that Joe Biden can't just simply drop out is because Kamala Harris is less popular than Joe Biden, all the polls prove that. Obviously, Donald Trump, choosing vice presidents, he knows the importance of this. One of the people who is a lead in any poll for vice presidency, Tucker Carlson, was interviewing Donald Trump's former vice president this summer. Now, this is a clip that is six months old, but there is no greater 50 seconds to prove to you the value of Donald Trump choosing a loyal fighter and a loyal uh, vessel for America first than this. This is how quickly Donald Trump's energy, power, and movement can be betrayed, backstabbed uh, and utterly cast asunder into the gutter. Mike Pence found the crown of MAGA and then threw it to the gutter, betrayed his country, betrayed all of us. And then it went directly hard after Donald Trump, used the rest of his, the last remaining embers of his political career to go hard after Donald Trump and was exposed by Tucker Carlson alone. For what he truly thought about America,
1: watch. Saying maybe January, we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Have you? I know you're running for president. You are distra- You, you are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around, there's not one city that's gotten better in the United States, and it's visible. Our economy has degraded, the suicide rate has jumped, public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, and yet, Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that?
2: Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern.
0: Perfect. Perfect. God bless Tucker Carlson. We get a chance to talk with these people personally, off the record, no cameras on, private. We had a private dinner with Tucker Carlson, lasted four hours, just two weeks ago. And I will never hide, hide or reveal what I know from you. The best I can tell you right now is that Tucker Carlson is very much in the running for the vice presidency. Good. And God bless Tucker for actually eliciting out Snake charming, right? Is what that was. Tucker Carlson was playing the horn and getting playing just the right tune to expose Mike Pence for the goblin that he truly is. America's doing really bad. I don't care. More tanks for Ukraine. Fighter jets for Ukraine. Yeah, but but people in veterans in America are homeless. Ukraine. Perfect. Thank you. It's wonderful to see who people truly are the scales of their uh, reptilian skin, ladies and gentlemen. It's wonderful to see it, and it's important to note, again, that people like Nikki Haley should not be vice president. It's as important to know the kind of people who should be vice president as it is the people who shouldn't. Nikki Haley was being floated as a vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump. And my question to the Trump campaign and to those who uh, advise Trump on a daily basis is, do you want moments like this? Nikki Haley spent the better part of the last couple months just trashing Trump, going after him, saying that he's as bad as Joe Biden. She said that yesterday. Donald Trump's as bad as Joe Biden. Strange thing to say about your own party. Do you want this kind of an interaction to be the, vibe of your vice presidency. Here's what Kamala Harris did to Joe Biden on the debate stage. Uh, You want to see what dysfunction looks like in the president and vice presidential role. We can't have this again. Watch
3: believe. And it is personal. And I was actually very it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools, and she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on.
4: Senator Harris. Thank you. Vice President Biden, you have
1: been invoked. We are going to give you a chance to respond. Vice President Biden.
0: You don't want that. You don't want that to be the mantle that carries forward MAGA. What I'm talking about is a vice president who's spent her entire career trashing Trump. Nikki Haley, whilst in the Trump administration, trashed Trump's travel bans from terrorist hotbeds. Like while she was in Trump's administration, she was doing this. Should she have ever even been selected? She was supporting BLM. She was falling for every race or racial hoax that there was given to her by the left. She's supporting unlimited immigration. And of course, she's the biggest fan of Hillary Clinton. It's really good to hammer Nikki Haley Haley, because Nikki Hillary is, in fact, a big time Hillary Clinton supporter and is, as we've talked about on this program many times, running as inside of the Republican lane because Democrats have burnt to the ground BLM style their own party. Their party is just a a a smoke filled. Ashen shell. And they cannot win with Joe Biden and they cannot win with Kamala Harris and the two of them hate each other anyway. And so that is now a smoldering pile of rubble, so they have to run a Democrat inside of the Republican Party. And we've covered that before, and we're glad that it's having an effect. Donald Trump actually released an ad yesterday called The Threat Within, talking about Nikki Haley, calling her now a Democrat plant. That's because of us, us like hammering this forward and hammering these messages. So it's really important, the work that we do here. And it's having an effect. Just want to show you a real quick clip from the trail Before we jump into what Donald Trump is now saying about his VP selection and who is winning uh, in the popularity contest here. Nikki Haley yesterday was asked on the campaign trail uh, if she will marry a young man. Young man said, will you marry me? But there's a uh, there's a surprise ending to this clip. You're going to love it. Watch.
5: But you know what? We've got a lot on the line here. We really do and you look at what's happening in this election. Yes. <laughs> are you gonna vote for me? <laughs>
0: oh,
6: get out of here.
0: <laughs> First off, you're a married woman. What the hell is wrong with you? Wait, hold up, are you married? Do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Are you have a wife or a husband? Like, are you married? Do you want somebody ask your wife if they'll if they'll marry them, another man? And she's like, Well, can I can you do something for me? What a it makes my skin crawl watching that reptilian clip. How transactional is Nikki Haley? A dude asks a married woman who's running for president if she'll marry him, and her first response isn't no, I'm already married. Her first response is, What can you do for me? <laughs> it's so cringy. That's why Nikki's going down in flames. Something that happened seconds ago in New Hampshire was this hilarious clip. Uh, Fox News filled a entire diner fill uh full of people from New Hampshire's voters from New Hampshire, and they asked, Who are you voting for? And um, hilarity ensues. Watch.
1: Coverage in New Hampshire. So let's do a quick poll. Number one issue: inflation or immigration. Who thinks inflation is the number one issue? Raise your hands. Who thinks the economy. Kind of- Who thinks the border is the number one issue? Yeah. Okay. All right, now let's go back to the candidates. Who is going to support Nikki Haley today? Okay, you got one. And who plans on supporting Donald Trump?
0: All right, guys. (laughs) You got one one Democrat plant, like suburban woman in the corner with a mask on. (laughs) <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's like, who's going to support Trump? <sighs> Erupts. Nikki Haley just went to a polling location in New Hampshire, by the way. And um, they weren't very nice to the cameraman. This is pretty interesting. Very fussy, Nikki Haley's campaign has gotten. Nikki Haley accusing Fox News of lying about her this morning, like essentially going on Fox News screaming at the hosts. Nikki Haley's uh, uh, very fussy Minders are now shoving cameramen. Check this out.
1: In Hampshire Here is Nikki Haley at a polling location walking in with the governor, Chris Sununu, who has been in her camp now for months and really suggesting, what, in mid-December it was going to be a wipeout in favor of Nikki Haley. He's, like, since sort of moderated that he thought. He said
3: they're now, that they only ever wanted to get to a close second.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're going to see what it gives today. Just hanging on this for a moment, guys, because it's wondering if she's going to talk. And if she is, we'll dip into it. Meanwhile, Sean Hannity is sitting to our right. Uh, he got up early twice in eight days now. OK, three times
0: I was on Fox and Friends.
4: Get back. Get back.
0: It's exactly the way that it's exactly the way that. They used to treat people with Hillary Clinton's campaign. And there's a lot of similarities actually between Hillary Clinton's campaign. For instance, Nikki Haley's campaign is funded by Democrats. Hillary Clinton's campaign was funded by Democrats. Nikki Haley's campaign had Democrat policies and so did Hillary Clinton's. And Hillary Clinton's campaign had Democrats voting for her and Democrats are voting in fact for Nikki Haley. We've shown you these clips time and time again Donald Trump's starting to pick up on them. It's why we talk about it. We can't have Nikki Haley as vice president. Nikki Haley would kill the MAGA movement because she would then be the inheritor of this with Donald Trump having only one term. He can't pass the torch to Nikki Haley. She'll kill the MAGA, she'll destroy or do her best to try and damage, harm, malign the MAGA movement. Donald Trump's getting the message, which is really, really good. Here's Trump saying Nikki Haley's a Democrat plant, which is something something that we've been saying very loudly and clearly, and it has now uh, had the intended effect. Watch
7: globalists and radical left communists to get liberals and Biden supporters to vote for her in the Republican primary. You got a lot of Democrats voting for her. You have a crazy election. Let's all get out and let's vote for. Her. Somebody that we want to run against. They want to run against because she's so easy to beat. If you look at the polls, (laughs) Biden beats her by a lot. We cannot have that.
0: So that's Trump saying what we all know to be true, which is that Nikki Haley is a Manchurian candidate, a cloak and dagger candidate that is running effectively like a vulture to sit atop a gravestone in the graveyard, hoping that that gravestone reads Donald Trump. Right. Metaphorically. Nikki Haley, is, her entire campaign is run uh, exclusively on the idea that something horrible is gonna happen to Donald Trump and she can then swoop in as the only Republican left, right? Another reason why it, this vice presidential race matters so much. Another reason why it is important to galvanize around Donald Trump and to then encourage that campaign uh, all of us together to do the right thing and to pick the right person. So what does that person look like? Well, I got to tell you, uh, we know a lot of people, we do a lot of phone calls, and I can tell you that Tucker Carlson is not, uh, certainly not off the list. Tucker Carlson is actually the preferred candidate of Melania Trump. Melania Trump loves Tucker's show, has always liked Tucker's show, and believes that Tucker would be a uh, bulldog for Trump his policies, and will be able to go do the job of Trump, which is something Mike Pence could never do, right? Mike Pence could never bring the gravitas of Trump to the campaign trail or to his speeches or to his media interactions, but Tucker Carlson could and would be a force multiplier. Vivek is another person, obviously, that pops up. Something happened last night that was very interesting, though. Based on our phone calls and based on our connections, uh, you know, it's... It was an event where Tim Scott spoke. It was an event where Doug Burgum spoke. It was an event where big time political uh, brawlers from New Hampshire and the political sphere spoke, Kerry Lake, MTG. They were all on stage. There was only one candidate that was welcomed to the stage with Donald Trump because he traveled with Donald Trump to the stage. He was like privately with Trump. What's that about? Trump also thanking him for his policy prescriptions already. Trump calling this man a dynamo, Vivek Swami. But I know this for a fact that Donald Trump doesn't do this with everyone. Welcome to, like Donald Trump did an introduction for Vivek. When was the last time you saw that happen? Donald Trump's the president, Donald Trump's president, Donald Trump's the, pr- the like celebrity. Donald Trump's the leader of the movement, but Donald Trump did the introduction for vivek last night well 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 that's kind of curious and then vivek of course brought the heat
4: uh here's trump's introduction we are in the middle of a war in this country it's not between black and white or even between most democrats and republicans it is between those of us who love this country and a fringe minority who hates the united states of america and what we stand for between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. And right now we need a commander in chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That is this man standing right here. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. If you want to defeat the deep state, vote Trump. If you want to fight inflation, vote Trump. If you want to revive national pride in this country, vote Trump. If you want to revive our national identity in this country, vote Trump. If you want to make America great again, vote Trump. That's how we're going to win this in a landslide in November like Reagan delivered in 1980.
0: Well, well, well. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Vivek was called a dynamo. Donald Trump. Let's go ahead and clip that out, Robbie. Um, I want to show, I want to show you sort of the, uh, our producers were chatting while we were watching this live. I was talking with our producers and they're like, it looks like, Trump looks like he's Vivek's father. Looks like he's Vivek's dad standing behind him, like nodding and smiling. Trump often just kind of sort of stands behind these speeches, staring off into the middle distance, right? But with Vivek, uh, Trump was like, very fatherly, very warm, very close. And again, complimented him in a way that I've never heard Trump compliment anyone. He calls him a dynamo while clapping him on the back. What's that about? Well, we're very close with Vivek. We've reached out and it turns out that the two of them were traveling together. In the middle of the speech, Donald Trump stopped and thanked Vivek for giving him policy prescriptions on central bank digital currency. This is, of course, the digital dollar where the Federal Reserve can control your money and how you spend it. The true true end point of tyranny in our nation will be this. When the American government can stop you from buying something because it has too much carbon in it. Oh my gosh, you can't get another mug. You already, you've reached your allocation of mugs. can't buy it. Too much carbon to make your mug or have your coffee. Literally Davos elites, I, I kid you not, Davos, uh, these absolute ghouls, these reptile people, reptile overlords, these lizard overlords at Davos are talking about how much carbon coffee emits and how we need to we need to maybe it's maybe not, not do coffee anymore. There is nothing these people won't do. Uh, in order to get total and full end-to-end control of your lives and to make your lives miserable, which is the end-stated goal of collectivism and Marxism. The end goal is to reduce living to its lowest possible standard. So anyway, the point is central bank digital currency is not a good thing. And so Donald Trump last night, he like points out of a, he's like, you gave me this idea. You're the one who educated me on this central bank digital currency, the digital dollar, it'll be banned. We'll pass a constitutional amendment to ban it in our in, in my administration. And the crowd goes nuts and all the crypto boys go nuts and all young people who are like awake go nuts on this kind of stuff. That's really smart to have an advisor who like kind of knows what people who are in like the Gen X, millennial, Gen Z generation uh, vibe with. That's stuff that uh, Donald Trump's generation isn't quite in tune with, right? Because it's a totally different generation. And so, well, you saw it already on stage. Who else is giving Donald Trump policy prescriptions? Who else is Donald Trump calling a dynamo? I'm not jockeying for one or the other. I'll advocate against Nikki Haley. I would love for it to be trucker. I would love for it to be Vivek. But here's the compliment that Donald Trump paid Vivek last night after speaking.
4: United States, vote Trump.
7: Thank you very much. Vivek, we love him. Dynamo. He's a dynamo.
0: So you also, of course, need to have somebody who's young enough to carry forward the mantle. Donald Trump couldn't pick somebody else who's in his same age demographic because Donald Trump has stated his number one, uh, goal in selecting a vice president will be the carrying forward of the MAGA movement after his single term constitutionally limited uh, in office. So it would have to be somebody who's a little bit younger, who has some pep in their step, and who could make MAGA for the next generation, America first for the next generation. Vivek Ranswamy won a poll yesterday from the Daily Mail. Take this poll for what it is, okay? Top pick as Trump's vice president, Tim Scott in second, Tucker Carlson, Ben Carson tied for third. Well, nobody wants Tim Scott. Give me a break. I don't think anyone really wants Tim Scott. But these are the results of the polls. Donald Trump cares about polls. And here here they are. See the two of them like clapping. See the two that scroll down for just a second. See the two of them like clapping arms? Look at that. Doesn't that look like the godfather or something? That look like a happy, like doesn't look like a father, like proud of his son. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, Tim Scott also spoke obviously uh yesterday and did his, you know did the whole boom clap hallelujah uh organ music for Donald Trump <laughs> it's funny. Um I find it funny. Uh but it's you know not Tim Scott who Donald Trump is thanking for some of his very popular with young people policies. So what is this? Like Vivek Ramaswamy is already advising Trump here it is from yesterday. Vivek Ranswami giving Trump like popular policy prescriptions to stop federal tyranny. Here we go.
7: And this I do for Vivek because he's very big into it. I happen to agree with him. But he said, could you mention this? I will never. She said, I love Vivek. We I love him, too. Now, I didn't love him when he was running, but I like him now. It's amazing the way you can like somebody when you win. Right. But Vivek is great. He's really great. But he wanted this and I'll give him full credit for it. It's very important actually. I will never allow the creation of a central
0: bank digital currency. Mm-hmm. So, huh, listen. People are saying that Vivek is part of the Avengers now. The Donald Trump's team are calling Vivek an Avenger. But you may not you may not like it. There are some people who really don't like Vivek. You may not like it, but this is what t- Trump's team are straight up saying. They're calling Vivek the Avenger. So here's a photo backstage of Donald Trump and Vivek. Uh, can I get that Jason can I get that Jason Miller ALX um tweet where he actually literally calls him an Avenger? Here's a photo of them taking a selfie in New Hampshire. These are all three guys that ran for president against Donald Trump. They all ran for president against Donald Trump. And now they're all endorsing Donald Trump and taking photos together and endorsing him on stage. Vivek posting a meme Trump equals 47. <laughs> this used to say Nikki Haley equals corrupt. Jason Miller is, you know, arguably Trump's top advisor, senior advisor, President Donald J. Trump. Jason Miller straight up calling uh, Vivek an Avenger with Trump and posting this photo. So this is now self styled what the trump campaign is calling them what do you think about that it is what it is donald trump was on stage two weeks ago uh, in a fox news town hall and donald trump made a ton of news by saying i already know who my vice president is i've already decided now i thought that this absolutely meant it was tucker and i'll tell you why watch the clip
5: who would be in the running for a vice president
7: well i can't tell you that really i mean i know who oh, it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you. We'll do another show sometime.
5: Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any shit, of them? Oh, I
7: will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no.
3: Christy, no, like, Christy for vice president.
7: <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christy for vice president. You know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. Now, I do um, want to get to this other
0: question before. The, the joke there was that Christie had dropped out uh, an hour before that town hall. Now, we went wild on that because Donald Trump, you can see there in the way that Donald Trump was sitting and in the jokes that he was playing, the way he was like winking and nodding to them. Can you, lo- can you load this for a play to side, please? I want you to see Donald Trump's body language here. He was joking, I think, saying it's going to be Tucker Carlson because he, the way he's behaving towards Brett and Martha McCallum is like, you're gonna give Donald Trump a show again. The way he's behaving is like, yo, you're gonna love it. We'll have to do another show on it sometime. I took this as Donald Trump making a joke about Fox News firing Tucker, and now Donald Trump literally forcing Tucker down the throats of Fox News executives who made that the worst media decision um, I've ever, in my lifetime, certainly the stupidest uh, and most suicidal business decision ever made. That being said, Tucker Carlson is doing amazing right now. And so Trump was making a joke. You're going to do another show on it. You know, I'll force Tucker Carlson on you. And many people love that idea. Many people love that idea. Uh, Trump was asked by that same moderator, that same anchor on Fox, Brett Baer, about his vice presidential choice uh, two days ago. This was right before Ron DeSantis dropped out and Brett Baer had the same question saying, you told me you already made this choice. So what is it? Let's listen. You said in our town hall that
7: you had an idea or you might've already decided about your VP pick. When do you think you're gonna make that? Well, it's never really had that much of an effect on an election, which is an amazing thing, both election and primary. It's never really had much of an effect I may or may not release something uh, over the next couple of months. There's no rush to that. It won't have any impact at all. The person that I think I like is a very good person, pretty standard. I think people won't be that surprised. But I would say there's probably a 25 percent chance it would be that person. Is Senator Tim Scott on the list now? No, he's a great guy. You know, he, he endorsed me. There's an example. Nikki comes from South Carolina. Tim Scott is from South Carolina. But if you look, the governor, great governor... Another senator, Lindsay, we happen to like Lindsay, But uh, Henry McMaster knows her very well. He endorsed me. It's very hard for a governor to endorse somebody when you have, you know. I mean, Henry McMaster was the lieutenant governor under her. And he endorsed me. And he's going to be here tonight. In 15 minutes, you're going to be watching him speak. I'm going to introduce him. He's a great guy. He's done a great job. So everybody, almost everybody in South Carolina has endorsed me. What does that tell you?
0: Donald Trump said he knows his VP pick and that that VP pick has a 25% chance of being the pick. <laughs> and we'll have to wait a couple months for that, which from, what, from my perspective is that's a process that is now deeply ongoing. This is now a process that Donald Trump is gone from, I already kind of know who it is in theory on stage two weeks ago, to now it's totally up in the air, which is what, Carolyn Levitt, who will be joining our program, uh, she is Donald Trump's press secretary, or the official press secretary for the campaign. Carolyn Levitt was on Fox last night saying, um, well, actually, and this is an interesting moment, watch this clip. She was asked by Jesse Waters about the VP pick. And when Jesse Waters started throwing names out there, Carolyn Levitt says, oh, but dad, do you know Vivek Swami? Which we thought was very interesting. That's the major tell in this clip. Jesse Waters is throwing names out there and she goes, but have you ever thought about Vivek Ran Swami, which is Donald Trump's press secretary saying that, which is quite curious. Again, there are people who I really like. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna campaign for one name over another. I'm gonna campaign against, of course, Nikki Haley and some of the some totally wretched choices for the VP position. And I've given my arguments as to why that is. But here is Donald Trump's press secretary after the rally last night saying, um, well, don't forget this name.
4: Watch. Where is the president when it comes to picking the VP?
5: Well, as the president said yesterday, he has about 25% towards one person. That's not a lot, Jesse. Okay. 25%. We are very much focused on
3: winning the New Hampshire primary tomorrow. Genuinely looking over all of the candidates. I will say
5: this. Yes. He did tell Fox News' very own Brett Barrett yesterday that the most important quality for him is someone who he knows will make a great president after he's out of office. I think that's very important.
4: Okay, that's interesting. I heard a secret name. Kellyanne Conway just brought it to our attention. Marco Rubio for VP. Now, I hadn't even seen his name on a list anywhere, but then when I thought about it, I thought, huh, that's
2: interesting. Hmm.
4: Well, I will say this. The Republican Party has a very deep bench.
5: Marco Rubio endorsed the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, as well as Senator Rick Scott, before Ron DeSantis even dropped out of this race, showing the power President Trump has from the great state of Florida. And tonight, here in New Hampshire, President Trump will be joined by Vivek Ramaswamy, Governor Doug Burgum, Senator Tim Scott, huh? all members of team.
0: <laughs> if they want to be vice president, they're going to have to learn how to say his name correctly. It's Vivek. And then Donald Trump always called Ron Schwame. Eh? I <laughs> think it's funny. It is what it is. A name that was floated yesterday was Sarah Sanders for vice president. Sarah Sanders, of course, has been a absolute rock star in the state of Arkansas. She did just win in 2022 uh, this her race for governor of Arkansas. She's joined the program. She's, we're huge fans of her. Matt Gates saying, hey, I'm advising Donald Trump to pick Sarah Sanders.
4: But does it matter who the VP pick is? And do you have any, I don't know, any sort of indication? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gorka told me he knew who it was on Thursday. Do you have any ideas? If I were in President Trump's position, I would pick Sarah Huckabee Sanders, someone with executive experience, someone who knows the battle space, uh, a fierce, loyal defender of President Trump, someone who has great credibility with the MAGA movement, uh, someone who I think can hurt – can hurt Joe Biden with searing critique and can help us with a lot of suburban moms who live the life of Sarah Huckabee Sanders every day. So she's my top pick. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but I mean, we can all have a favorite, right?
0: What does Sarah Sanders think about this? Well, luckily, Sarah Sanders was asked and had this response.
3: And you'd be open to vetting to be his vice president, potentially? Like, I absolutely love
6: the job I have. I think it's one of the best jobs I could ever ask for. And I am honored to serve
3: as governor. And I hope I get to do it for the next seven years. Next seven years. All right. That sounds like two terms, maybe a no.
0: (laughs) Corporate media reporters are so bad at their jobs. (laughs) Like They're such cardboard. They're such cardboard. They're not real people. Somebody else who sort of popped up out of nowhere, Marco Rubio, Sarah Sanders, Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin, of course, the man, the Republican who ran for governor and gave a good, a really honorable race for governor in New York and was able to win a number of congressional seats in New York. Donald Trump said he's going to try and swing states like New York in the election. We'll see how that works. Of course, the people people of the state of New York are enraged at what the Democrat party has done to their state. Uh, But Lee Zeldin uh, has been floated as a name. When Donald Trump said it's
4: someone pretty standard, is that what that means? We'll see, here's Lee. As far as President Trump picking a vice president, uh, look, he's already gone through this for four years. Uh, he, he had a vice president, and, and now he has maybe certain traits uh, in mind, a uh, certain chemistry he's looking for, uh, hard work and loyalty. Uh, and it's a big decision to make. Maybe he doesn't make it until we get closer to the convention. Maybe he makes it sooner. Uh, that That's up to him. Uh, but gosh, right now, top of mind, all that matters for him, I'm sure, is tomorrow.
0: So Donald Trump has said and been asked multiple times on the record, would you pick Tucker Carlson as your vice president? Donald Trump said that would be a great selection. Now we have r- reporting that Donald Trump is being advised by Melania to pick Tucker Carlson. What does Tucker Carlson think about that? We were able to ask him actually live on a Twitter spaces. And this is what he said. <laughs> right. um, here we go. Uh, Tucker, There I'm sitting here looking at an article right now from Axios. And this article... Uh, says that Melania Trump wants you to be the vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump with Donald Trump in 2024. What do you say to Melania Trump? Well, she hasn't texted me that. And it's
1: in, you know, a publication published in Washington. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of reserve judgment on that. Obviously, I'm flattered if it's true. I like Melania. I don't really know her but she's eastern european so that suggests we have exactly the same attitudes about everything
0: um so I'm flattered <laughs> <laughs> good on you tucker very coy and you'll notice same thing tucker says in private same thing he said to me in private he said in public it's not a no and i can tell you that Donald, that that it's something that is in consideration okay that's all I can tell you same thing with Vivek that's that's all I can tell you right that's it it's something that's being a ball that's being rolled around Tucker Carlson asked would you be VP and Tucker said "Ah, here's a suggestion go I mean I but the case I I kind of like
1: Vivek I think he's one of those people who everyone beats up on Vivek for being he's a phony and all this stuff I don't know. I, I've covered a lot of campaigns going back to nineteen ninety two and I've noticed this thing in many candidates and I notice it in him. The process the process of running for president and speaking three times a day and having people throw hostile questions in your face causes you to change. They all change during these campaigns, like for real, inside. And I feel like Vivek's positions have gotten much more sincere mm-hmm. since yeah. the beginning of this. Like he I watch him with Nikki Hale and I'm like, this is a guy who's very offended by her views, like for real. He's not attacking her because she's a woman. He's attacking her because he actually thinks her views are terrible for the country he lives in.
0: And I love that. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are kind words from the man who absolutely could carry forth the mantle of the MAGA movement. And of course, as of yesterday, Glenn Beck was on another podcast saying, I told Donald Trump a vague. Emmett Tucker is saying right there, I told Donald Trump a fake the for these reasons to carry forth the mantle of what you wish to do in this country. Now there is somebody who is young, who's carrying forth the mantle of America first in this nation and who is currently in New Hampshire right now on the ground campaigning for Donald Trump and doing that work. We have no idea if Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene will be selected for the vice presidential position. Don't know but we do know that she's a great friend of the show and she joins us live right now. Congresswoman, a full show on the VP selection. I think the primary is officially over. What are you seeing from the ground and what's your advice to Donald Trump on a VP?
5: Well, I think this is a really fun uh, topic of conversation, but I have to tell you here in New Hampshire, it's all about the primary and it's all about today being Election Day. And I got to tell you, Benny, it's really exciting. People are fired up to elect President Trump. I've heard um, uh, some voters coming out of polling locations actually saying they were going to vote for Nikki Haley, but they switched to President Trump. And I think we're seeing a true referendum on the Republican Party. In this primary, and I think the primary is over after tonight, we're going to see Republican voters and voters all over New Hampshire telling the Republican Party in the same way that Republican voters all over the country are telling the Republican Party, we are sick and tired of the neocons. We're fed up and we're done with the rhino establishment, uniparty Republicans. We are ready for the Republican Party to finally embrace America First policies and MAGA policies moving forward. So this is, this is a referendum on the Republican party and I can't wait to see the outcome of the election tonight.
0: You have a, a clip that's going viral, at least on our X page, that is you going hard after the Bush dynasty and saying that it's Donald Trump who put an end to the Bush family in Republican politics. Can you expound on that?
5: Yes, absolutely. In 2016, president trump ended the bush dynasty defeating jeb bush and he also at the same time ended the clinton dynasty when he defeated hillary clinton which is i would argue that was the the one uh thing that the democrat party have never forgiven him for now we're seeing in this election where he is going to defeat neocon nikki haley this is a complete end to the neocon Republican establishment. Uh, you know, the Bushes represent them. They adopted Nikki Haley. They, they adopt people like Liz Cheney. Those type of Republicans, that's what I'm talking about. And, and that is the most important message that is happening in this Republican primary. Nikki Haley
0: said that uh, Hillary Clinton is her idol, is somebody that motivated her And inspired her in her own words to get into politics. How can somebody like that wish to run for president as a Republican?
5: That, you know what? That's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. You know, if Nikki Haley still stands by her words where she found Hillary Clinton to be her inspiration, she signed up for the wrong primary ballot. She should have registered (laughs) as a Democrat. And that's how most of us see her. We do not recognize her as a true Republican candidate. And like I said, Benny, this is the this is the people telling the Republican Party the policies they need to adapt, how, they need to, adapt, how they need to conduct themselves, and the type of agenda we want going forward in the Republican Party. And Nikki Haley is not it. She's not it at all. And the longer she stays in this primary, she doesn't drop out after tonight really going to ruin the the tiny bit of a political career that she has left.
0: The last question, final question, is how do you advise Donald Trump, he wins tonight, he clears the field, how do you advise him to build his staff around him so that some of the sabotage doesn't happen that we've seen over the last four years?
5: Well, my advice for President Trump would be to build a team that is loyal, And that is extremely important this time around. Not only loyalty, but we want people that are qualified to do the job. Uh, We aren't the Democrat party. We don't hire based on DEI initiatives. We need to hire people that are dedicated to the America First movement, dedicated to the MAGA movement, believe in Agenda 47, and believe in President Trump as the leader of the Republican Party, but not only that, the leader of America. We need people that will not undermine his presidency and undermine his agenda, like we saw in his first administration. And and so that would be my advice to him. But also, Benny, President Trump is a very smart guy. Um, He's the one that has a list like no other. He knows who his friends are. He knows who his enemies are. And I think we're going to see an incredible uh, administration uh, for President Trump after we have a victory in this general election. But remember, this victory won't be earned unless we all work hard and earn it. And we've got to fight for President Trump and we've got to fight for him to win. So that's going to be the biggest thing that we need to focus on right now. We can't we can't declare victory yet because it hasn't been earned, and and hopefully we'll earn that in November.
0: Favorite for the vice presidency? Your thoughts? Your uh, final my thoughts,
5: thoughts are it really won't matter for President Trump. Um, it would only matter if he chose someone like Nikki Haley that would hurt his election chances. Um, but but regardless, I think there's a lot of people that he can pick, um, but he's going to win either way. And, and that's going to be the most important thing. I think the cabinet positions are much stronger and more important positions because these will be people running um, executive positions over the federal government. Uh, And I think those those could be stronger, um, uh, more important choices going forward in in President Trump's next administration.
0: Well, we look forward to uh, uh, Director Marjorie Taylor Greene of the FBI uh, in the next Trump administration. Uh, Thank you, Congresswoman. Congresswoman, God bless you.
5: You You too. (laughs) too. Godspeed. Okay. bye bye
0: ladies and gentlemen the great congresswoman from georgia from the trail in new hampshire we're out ya. we are out ya. glenn beck made this sort of astonishing revelation on the pbd podcast where he said trump called me and said vp who So obviously Trump's calling and asking uh, for advice on this. Asking the people who he trusts and the people in his orbit for advice on what's going on with the VP race. And Glenn Beck said a name and Donald Trump said, hold up, that's what everyone's telling me. Which is very
2: interesting and, well, quite telling. Have a listen. Last week, Donald Trump called me and he said, uh, any advice on who I should pick for vice president? Oh, really? Who, who do you think? Not that he, I mean, he's probably calling everyone. But well, that's great that. that you're on that yeah, list. So he said, who do you think? And I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but this is the day, I think it was the day he trashed Vivek. And I uh-huh. said, Vivek. Um, and he said, why do you say that? He said, that's the number one response from everybody I've asked wow. that question. And I he said, why do you say that? And I said, a, he can defend you. he's right in your pocket, and while you're defending this, he's watching your back defending this. I said also, um I think he's his, some of his ideas are really, really good. Yeah. He connects with the youth, which now the latest uh, of 18 to 24 year olds that voted for Biden, they're not voting for Biden. The polls prove this.
0: The polls prove that Donald Trump is now winning a direct plurality of the Latino vote and the male black vote and the youth vote. People are like, it's crazy what's happening right now. The coalescing around Donald Trump is something that we've never seen before. And what does that mean? Well, it means... That they effed around and they found out. They effed around a little too much and they found out. They're going to find out in a very big way. Twenty twenty four is the year of FAFO. You eff around and you find out. And they've been effing around for about three years, pushing every sick and perverted and anti human ideology on all of us, attempting to make our lives worse. Like every collectivist does. The goal, the end goal of communism, is misery for all, shared misery, lowest possible standard of living. That's the goal. And in case you're wondering like where you eat the bugs and live in the pod comes from, that's the ideology. And it hasn't worked out and people are done. And I think that what you are seeing is a coalescing of something really special. I wanna load up this clip, ALX, grab that clip of the CNN interviewing young people with Donald Trump. Young Trump supporters. We're talking dudes that are like 18 years old, okay? And CNN goes out to a Trump rally and puts a camera and a microphone and these young dudes' faces and says, hey, why are you supporting Trump? They're wearing MAGA hats, right? And you, what you hear from these guys is like the same reason why we're obviously leaning as a show in the direction of Tucker or Vivek for VP. The reason why is that young people need something to be aspirational toward Joe Biden, Donald Trump, th- that generation is just not it, right? When it comes to inspirational or aspirational for young people. And so when you hyperdrive your campaign, which is already winning the youth vote, which is astonishing, actually, the 18 to 35 vote is going for Trump. What world do we live in? And then you hyperdrive that by infusing like the energy of Tucker, the humor and love of Tucker. You see Tucker walking into UFC events. People are cheering for him, doing these podcasts with Nelk Boys. He's like you see that Theo Vaughn, you see this stuff like same thing with Vivek, who was on Greg Gutfeld's show last night and like doing a great show. Everyone laughing. Like when you infuse Donald Trump, when you bridge that generational gap with Trump, with like this raw authenticity, and virality of a new generation of people that like that like play this game and speak this language you get responses like this this is now galvanizing check check this out uh from yesterday young people responding why they support donald trump there are time before more of these kids become trumpers
5: donald trump didn't win the majority of young people in iowa but they are here at his rally in new hampshire to see him
0: he doesn't lie to us he's not a polished
5: politician which I think is a benefit because he's not going to try and hide and lie.
2: I think what he's done with the country while he was in office was fantastic. Everything seemed to be running smoother. Prices for everything were much cheaper and affordable for everybody. So that kind of kept me with him.
0: His positions on the economy, his positions on foreign policy, on trade, he is very pro-American. He's pro me, pro the aspirations that I have for the future. I am definitely for Trump. I have been to Haley events. I tried to go to a Iran event. Forgive me, I couldn't put up with it.
2: It was, it was too boring.
5: <laughs> a huge theme beyond policy or even Donald Trump himself, the sense of community that people feel, from being a part of the MAGA movement and coming to rallies like this one.
0: Most Trump supporters in the MAGA movement they're really nice guys they're very smart people like this guy over here i just meet him in line randomly and he's talking about some like proper intelligence stuff and it's amazing when you talk to these people in line i've been talking with a ton of people in line today
5: everyone's having a great time uh so that's definitely a big thing
0: so good on the washington post i guess i've never never in my life have i complimented the washington post not on this show and you might never hear it again but that that was like an actually fair report and the reporters there, are like trump's giving young people hope He's giving them a, a, a movement, which is why the vice presidency is so important. Why you'll see some major, I will be using the power of this audience, the power of our voice to muscularly push in the right direction. Uh, any Anyone surrounding the president to, to grab hold of that young voter and that young movement. It's cool to be part of MAGA. It's punk rock to wear a MAGA hat. Man, that is some, that is ratchet, okay? That fit is dope. When you're flossing a MAGA hat, man, that drip. Is that. Is that, is that, probably Alex is like cringing right now, like, like Boomer Benny trying to use like young people slang. What I'm saying here is that there's nothing less cool than being a Joe Biden supporter. There's nothing less cool than like saying I voted for Joe Biden. I mean- come on. And they know it. They see it in the polling, ladies and gentlemen. There's a poll out uh, from ABC News. And ABC, of all places, has this poll saying that, well, nobody thinks that Joe Biden is competent. Nobody thinks that Joe Biden has the mental acuity or fitness to be president. Joe Biden lost to Donald Trump in every single category in this poll. And by the way, this is the ABC poll. These are, these are, and it's an Ipsos poll, so it's one of the most obviously storied polling companies in America saying Trump tops all of his opponents while Biden hits new low ahead of Iowa caucus. Now you can see here, and you can scroll through the cross tabs, and you can see effectively that Joe Biden just loses everything to Donald Trump. But especially uh, if you narrow, if you if you pop down into job approval, Joe Biden's doing worse. Than Donald Trump favorability Joe Biden's doing worse than Donald Trump and attributes if you scroll on down it's the green and orange yep attributes right there perfect Royce so centering in on this center column right here is where you'll really see the collapse has the mental sharpness to serve effectively as president uh for the orange <laughs> orange bar good orange bar represents Donald Trump Oh, so racist, ABC. And that means that Donald Trump has good enough physical health 57%, 47%, has mental sharpness. Look at Joe Biden. A quarter of people think that Joe Biden has the mental sharpness or the physical health to serve as president. That ain't good. Even Donald Trump yesterday making a comment that he thinks Joe Biden's going to drop out. This made a ton of news. And then of course, Cringe Jean-Pierre was asked about at the White House. Here's Donald Trump from yesterday on the trail saying, yo, Biden's going to drop. Donald Trump reads the data just like we do. Check it.
6: Do you think Biden will drop out?
7: Personally, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, I think so.
0: Now, at the White House, Cringe Jean-Pierre was asked specifically about this polling. So Donald Trump's saying Biden's going to drop out. A plurality of Americans are saying Joe Biden is unfit for office, doesn't have the mental sharpness to be president. And Donald Trump does, by the way. A plurality of people saying Donald Trump has the fitness and mental sharpness to be president and Joe Biden doesn't. Cringe was asked by Peter Ducey at the White House yesterday about this exact polling and oh, it was a thing of beauty. This is our nuclear cringe for the day, ladies and gentlemen. You're gonna love this one. Go. Go. <laughs>
1: Why do you think it is that more and more people polled feel like over time, President Biden is getting less and less mentally sharp?
6: Which poll is this?
1: ABC uh, has President Biden's rating for health since May down five points and for mental sharpness down four points.
6: You know, I have to say that's a little confusing for me because if you look at what this president has done the last three years, historical pieces of legislation. Right, when it comes to bipartisan infrastructure deal, many presidents before, like your favorite president, had said that. Who's we, my favorite
3: <laughs> <president>?
6: <laughs> why don't you? Why don't we let the American people guess? But no, had no, said. No, no. Wait, well, no, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You asked me a question. I I'm going to. Be, what no, 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 no. Let now. me. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. And you'll you'll guess who I'm talking about? Who used to say, "Infrastructure week, infrastructure week," which was a punchline, became a joke, and now. We are seeing infrastructure decade because of this president. There's the Chips and Science Act, right? There is the Infl- Inflation Reduction Act. These are legislation that is going to have a difference for generations to come, right? And so this is something that this president has done. That's pretty sharp for this president to have been able to do that. Let's look at the economy. The economy now, unemployment is under 4%, 14 million jobs created. The economy is in a better place than when it was when he walked in. That's just a fact. That's just the data. And we're seeing consumer sentiment is going up. And we saw just in December how um, how people spent more. And we hadn't seen that in some time. So. I think you needed a president like President Biden to get that type of stuff done. Someone who's had Senate experience, someone who was the VP, vice president under, under uh, President Obama, obviously, and someone who has been a pretty effective president over the last three years.
3: You <laughs> see?
0: Imagine if it's your job to defend Joe Biden every day. And one, you can't speak the English language. Two, you have uh, an IQ of, let's say, like the temperature of a morgue, 65, to 55 degrees. And then three, when asked to defend Joe Biden, you immediately attack Donald Trump. And then when really asked to defend Joe Biden, you say, he's done a pretty good job. (laughs) <laughs> so good. It's so good. And even Democrats aren't buying it anymore. There's a guy who's running against Joe Biden. His name's Dean Phillips. And he had a mental breakdown, actually, yesterday. We thought this was really interesting. No one's paying attention to him because the media is trying to ice him out so that nobody knows that, like, there's a primary against Joe Biden. But this guy's a member of Congress. He's from Minnesota. He's well-respected. He's a multiple-term member of Congress. He's running against Joe Biden. He's sort of running on, like, this very, like... um. I don't know, Bill Clinton style populist Democrat thing that used to work for Democrats really well and they lost their damn minds. Dean Phillips had like a panic attack yesterday on reporters being like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're not asking questions that the American people care about. The American people care about the border. They care about inflation. They care about war with Iran, China, Russia. The American people really care about this stuff. And you're not asking these questions, like what the hell is wrong with you? It's amazing to see, like, here's like this white pill, red pill moment of a Democrat running against Joe Biden. It's amazing, astonishing, actually, to see. Check it out.
1: Said this 18,000 times. I'm only doing this to defeat Donald Trump. Nobody seems to want to do that in the Democratic Party right now, other than me, because Joe Biden can't is my proposition, because the data says he can't. No one in the country right now cares. In fact, most of the people in the country are going to the Trump rally right now because he's listening to them. No one's asking about this stuff. I'm just frustrated. I hope you understand why I'm getting tired of it. You're doing your jobs, but you're not asking the questions that Americans give a about.
0: You're not asking the questions that Americans give an S about. CNN having to bleep out a Democrat candidate so frustrated because the reporters won't ask real questions that people care about. And he's saying Donald Trump's filling stadiums. Yeah, Donald Trump is filling stadiums. Grab me that clip. It just played beside of Trump filling the stadium. It looked like an NBA. Look, it's like a professional sports team can't fill stadiums like this. And here's Dean Phillips like slamming the panic button, saying, we're doomed. We're doomed. The Democrat Party is, by the way, rigging, in case you're wondering, rigging the election in New Hampshire and won't, put Joe Biden's name on the ballot. So Joe Biden refused to go campaign in New Hampshire. Joe Biden just unilaterally declared that South Carolina would be the first primary for Democrats. New Hampshire then kicked him off the ballot. And so it's gonna be very interesting today. People are gonna have to write in Joe Biden. Watch.
4: New Hampshire Democrats primary is a little confusing. The DNC made South Carolina the first official contest, making Tuesday's results somewhat meaningless on the Democratic side. When President Biden's name is not even on the ballot. He didn't campaign in the state.
6: Well, I'm kind of angry about it.
7: And some people have said, why should we write his name in when he won't even give us the time of day?
0: Come on, baby. Come on. Imagine thinking you're going to defeat this. Imagine thinking that you're going to run in a primary And you're going to defeat this. This is Donald Trump walking out in arena, Concord, New Hampshire. And by the way, uh, before we get to more VP news, uh, a lot of people saying that Grover Cleveland ran. And I apologize for my historic flub there. Grover Cleveland did run for president twice and did win twice. And so for all of the people who have uh, all the people who've rolled through the comment section correcting me on that, God bless you. Please vote in our poll, by the way, for VP. We have a poll pinned to our page. Go vote. We're going to put up the results of that poll at the end. Look at Donald Trump filling this arena. Make that big. Look at Donald Trump filling the size. Look at this. NBA team, I kid you not, NBA teams do not get these kind of crowds. You can go see NBA teams play and there's like a quarter of the stadium filled. This is like 400,000 times more than than the lar- most attended WNBA Uh game ever. And imagine trying thinking you're going to beat this. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not. Joe Bi- you ever seen a Joe Biden event? Like people have to literally be bribed with cigarettes and fentanyl to go stand for a Joe Biden event. And here Donald Trump is in New Hampshire, which doesn't have a huge population center. I don't even know what's the population of New Hampshire. It's not even that many people who live there. And he's packing out stadiums. Imagine thinking you're going to defeat this. Imagine thinking you're going to defeat it when you're rigging your own primary. And you're sticking a thumb and an eye in the face of all the voters, 1.3 million voters of New Hampshire, by the way, 1.3 million people in New Hampshire. So ladies and gentlemen, this is why there's people standing outside for Donald Trump and 20 degree weather. I mean, we're, we're getting clips like this from all around the state. People are sending us clips like crazy from all around the state. People standing outside waiting for Donald Trump, waiting to vote for Donald Trump in these massive lines. It's incredible. Freezing cold, standing there waiting to, to do it. And this is what people have told us. People have told us that like maybe they were on the fence about Donald Trump at one point or another, but because Donald Trump stood in the gap for them and because Donald Trump was the person who has effectively taken the slings and arrows of this super state that wishes to come after all of us, that people see themselves in Donald Trump. They'll crawl through broken flaming glass to punch a vote for the guy. Look at how cold it is out there. You can see everyone's breath. And here they are waiting to be first in line to see Donald Trump. That's That's loyalty, ladies and gentlemen. There was a single Biden volunteer that has been found in New Hampshire. There's one dude who's voting for Joe Biden. We found him. Here's the one guy who's voting for Joe Biden. Here he is. Looks exact. actually looks exactly like what you'd think. Kind of looks exactly like Joe Biden. Looks exactly like what you'd think. There you go. Keep that guy, keep, keep, keep that guy front and center. <laughs> this is exactly, it was like a, it's like a meme straight out of central casting vote joe biden we've accomplished so much we've almost destroyed this place it's awesome nobody likes joe biden joe biden's vice president doesn't even like joe biden In a brand new book that's been published biden knows full well vice president Kamala harris is not up to the job of commander-in-chief And he preferred Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer as his running mate in 2020 before caving to public pressure, according to a new book out. Biden chose Harris days before that year's virtual Democrat National Convention after promising to select a woman and after pro-Harris lobbying from former President Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. Uh, while the 59 year old Harris is just a brain stroke away from the presidency, her many struggles and mistakes during her first terms in office were top of mind, and the now 81-year-old president heading into his re-election campaign is spiraling. Those issues include her bullying of White House staff and refusing to be a team player with the rest of the administration, as well as artificial public appearances for her infamous cackle and near-constant word salads that fail to convey any sort of message. Who, baby, what a devastating rip. A steady drip of resignations from the VP's office have come as a result of her soul destroying criticism. One staffer griped to the Washington Post at the end of 2021, an event forcing her to stop using her favorite curse word, "mother effer." The hilarious, incompetent, trailblazing radical suffered disastrous and comical first years as vice president. sparing ads, noting that her limited authority as Biden administration's borders are. Oh man, so Biden, the the Biden team, out for out for blood. They can't drop out because they know it'll go straight to Kamala. So what's next? Well, apparently, Michelle gearing up. Oh, no. This from the New York Post. Could Mrs. O be in the Oval? Obama's wife is scratching to maybe be our next president. Her husband's helping pay attention. This is a sicko environment and VIPs itch to get power. Some news, I'm told, from credible sources who have access And uh, usually not meant for the media uh, is that, well, Michelle Obama is being polled with major Democrat donors. So apparently they're putting out feelers to see if Michelle Obama could do the old switcheroo, ladies and gentlemen. What would that look like? I don't know. But I know what it smells like. It smells like panic. That's what it smells like pure and total panic from these people. And so we encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to keep your heart strong, to steady the pace and to march forward because we're winning. They're panicking. They're losing their minds. And they can't believe that they're back into a rematch with Donald Trump, but a much stronger Donald Trump and a much Weaker, more frail, more diseased Biden and his administration rot to the very center with a bad diversity hire as vice president. Vice presidential selections make and break administrations. They are important. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Also important is keeping our show independent. It is why we thank you, brigade members, and why we ask of you to go to bennyjohnson.com and sign up to be a part of the Benny Brigade. If you're a part of the Benny Brigade, then you help support this show and keep us functioning. You help keep us independent. You help keep us going. We got no strings to hold us down. We're one of the very, very few independent shows that are out here, and we want to stay that way. And so we thank you for signing up for the Benny Brigade. Costs less than a $5 footlong per month, and you can keep us going, ladies and gentlemen. We will be reporting live tonight for the iowa sorry iowa caucuses new hampshire primaries and well you're gonna want to be tuning in i think it might be an early night but we'll see we have a slate of guests that are booked marjorie taylor green of course from the car using her cell phone to come on the show but hey i mean you know whatever that's authenticity baby ladies and gentlemen what cell phone service did marjorie taylor green use well I don't know for sure because i i don't have Margie taylor green's cell phone but i do know if we were on the road with her we'd be using our patriot mobile patriot mobile is america's only christian service wireless provider when i say only i mean trust me they are the only ones patriot mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage of course the Margie taylor green interview in a rural new hampshire click 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 locked in baby You can use Patriot Mobile without funding the left. They are a free speech company, and they wish to keep you free. Their 100%-based U.S. customer service team makes switching easy. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Benny, B-E-N-N-Y. Make the switch today and support free speech. Ladies and gentlemen, we support you with the best thing that we can possibly, possibly give to you, which is uplifting and motivation and um, the abundance of a full heart uh, that is set and ready to fight. We are fighting right alongside of you and we do so uh, in battles, not of this mortal world, but in spiritual battles. So we end every single show with the Bible verse, the sh- verse of the day, Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Ladies and gentlemen, God has a plan for us. It is not a plan to make our lives miserable. He would not have created this gorgeous, beautiful, scenic, and enjoyable world were he trying to simply fry us like ants on an ant hill with a magnifying glass. God actually wants us to live full and rich lives here and wants us to enjoy our time here and have like a, a fellowship with each other. It's why we do this show, and it's also why we hope to give you hope uh, hope for the future. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to give you future and hope. And so that is what we'll do on this program, and we'll continue to do it, because that's actually one of the most powerful things on earth, arguably the most powerful thing on earth. Ladies and gentlemen, our hope is full, our cup is full, and we bring you more coverage tonight. Please join us around the six o'clock hour Eastern Standard Time for the New Hampshire primary results with a stacked show of special guests. And we'll see you then. My name is Benny. We're fighting right alongside you. See ya.